Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And now, the list of things that you can buy at the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com. Things to wear like Chicago Reader hats, t-shirts, bandanas, and face masks. Things for your daily life like the Chicago Reader camping mug, Chicago Reader tote bags, and a Chicago Reader reporter's notebook. Things for you to read like our Reader recipes, the Chicago Reader 420 Companion, our Chicago Reader Best of book series from journalists Maya Dukmasova, Mike Sula, Ben Jarofsky, and Lior Galil, the Chicago Reader coloring book, and the Chicago Reader stay home puzzle. Find the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com and show your support for the nation's first free weekly news newspaper since 1971. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. It's bonus time on the Ben Jarofsky Show. As I speak, it's Friday, September 24th, 2021. The headline in the Sun-Times, new stadium or bus for bears, says consultants. Oh, my goodness. Got to build these guys a new stadium? Come on, bears. Got to earn that new stadium. You know, that, I think that's an apropos uh, headline for the conversation we're about to have. We did this once before. It was a very popular segment. We're bringing it back. I'm going to ask my uh, distinguished guests to introduce themselves as we get ready for some bear talk. So we're going to go with distinguished guest initials VW. Introduce yourself. Hi, Ben. Thank you for having me on the show. My name is Victoria Williams from ACC of Illinois. And ACC of Illinois is? Aurora Cannabis Consultants. We do cannabis education in Illinois, approved by the Illinois Department of Financial and Professional Regulations. There you go. A lot of cannabis talk. Uh, and distinguished guest, VN, introduce yourself, or VEN. Let's not forget that E. Vincent E. Norman, how y'all doing today? Uh, thank you for having me. I am the founder of the Marijuana Hall of Fame. I am excited to say that we are going to be inducting, <clears throat> grandfathering, I should say, our first 35 Hall of Famers in the coming months. So look forward to that. And if you want to nominate someone, please reach out to us, MarijuanaHallofFame.com. Thank you. All right. Very good. I'm not that's really well done, uh, Vincent. Vincent, a regular on this show, and Victoria, this is your second appearance. And the last time we were here, we had a great conversation about the Chicago Bears. I would say my beloved Chicago Bears, but as, that would be a lie, because as Vincent and Victoria knows, I'm a lifelong Chicago Bear fan, and I fell off the wagon because they didn't take Patrick Mahomes, and instead they took Mitch Bisky. Victoria, the last time we were on the show, said, Ben, get over it. It's time to forgive and forget. Uh, I haven't. I said I am not forgiving or forgetting unless they win a game. And Victoria, lo and behold, last Sunday against Cincinnati, they were victorious. So is it time for me to forgive and forget? 
Well, I wanted you to forgive and forget, but I did want my homes. Don't don't think that I didn't. I did want my homes too. Um, you know, then I said to people, I was like, the bears, I need this win. You guys are going to eat me alive on this show if we do not get this win. <laughs> I was up there like, I need the bears to win. I kept saying every day, I need them to win because they're going to eat me alive on this show. I knew Vincent was going to come for me and I was going to be ready for you, Vincent. Yeah. I was going to be ready, okay? <laughs> and we got to win. So we won, Vincent. What you got to say about that? <clears throat> I have to say that uh, thank goodness for uh, feels. I didn't hear the congratulations on your team winning, Victoria. Oh, okay. Congratulations on your team winning, Victoria. <laughs> you know, they did pull it off. Uh, not to uh, Nabby, Coach Nab, uh, I call him, credit. But, yeah, they, they, they pulled off the win. Great. All right. Now, before we get too enthusiastic – uh, Victoria, I'll throw this at you first and get Vincent respond. I watched that game, and yes, they did win. So congratulations, Chicago Bears. You were victorious. 20-17 to 17 was the score, three-point victory. That was a lot closer than it should have been. In my humble opinion, Victoria, that victory belongs to the defense. That stifling Chicago Bears defense suddenly reemerged after being dormant for two years. I don't know where it went, and it showed up just in time. And then it got so nerve-wracking at the end of that game, Victoria, where, oh, my goodness, Justin Fields threw the interception, and they're coming back. And I'm like, no, this is the old Bears. So that's my take on it. I give all the credit to the defense. What's your, what's your take, Victoria? Um, it, it, it definitely gave us some emotional highs and lows, especially <laughs> after the interception. It was that. And we was like, you know, when we think about the previous Bears games, we'd be like, oh, shoot. And it begins, you know, after one comes another. And I just really was like, I need this win. So the emotional highs and lows definitely played a good part into how I felt that day. And congrats to our defensive line for stepping up. You know, you know, we needed that. We needed this win. And I'm proud of our Bears, as always. Go Bears. Uh, Vincent, how do you see it? Go ahead. Well, you know. I see it again as old coach making bad decisions. Uh, when you have a rookie quarterback and you have a, I think at the time, a 10-point or 17-point lead and you allow him to throw the ball, we should have been running the ball. And that's where the interception came at. And that's where we almost lost the game. And I'm going to tell you, if they had got the ball back, they either would have tied it or won the game. But the, again, as I said, thanks to Fields running and getting that first down and saving the day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's that's me standing there like, run the ball. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to get out there. You cannot be waiting to see who's open for you. Go for it. Go for it. Again, that's Coach Nabby cannot get out of his way. Call in a play, having the quarterback to drop back and pass the ball. A rookie, you have to work with what's in the compounds of the offense, and they should have been running. Well, let's talk about that. And uh, I know I speak for a lot of Bear fans, very frustrated uh, with Nagy, Coach Nagy, uh, and a lot of doubt. We'll go. We'll start with uh, Vincent because he's uh, more in this camp, and then Victoria will rush in to uh, defend Coach Nagy. Lots of doubt. A lot of Bear fans, Vincent, 
as to whether Nagy can actually call a game. Just That's what he's supposed to be, the great offensive mind when they brought him in from Kansas City, as you recall. And Bear fans are very frustrated every game with the call selection that Nagy, it seems like you're in that category of Bears fans who thinks he's incapable of calling a game. What's your thoughts on this? Yes, again, uh, time and time again. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, Victoria. And, but, you know, listen, you know, I'm sitting there watching the game, and I'm like, okay. Then I watch the quarterback drop back, and I'm like, oh, here we go again. Coach Nagy can't get out of his own way. And so, you know, the, the play call is kind of terrible. You know, we let's go back, you know, and I hate to go back, but, you know, we was in Chicago, Philly come to town. All we got to do is get closer to the field goal and kick a field goal. But what he does, he, he sits on the ball, and the field goal kicker missed the field goal, and we don't advance in the playoffs. Again, bad calling, not looking at the game as a whole, and not utilizing the players to their capabilities. Plain simple. I think he should have told. I think he should have told the quarterback, "Listen, if you don't see a play, tuck it and run, or just hand it off." I don't know, Victoria. So you know what, Vincent? I'm going to have to agree with you on that. I and, and that's just the, the factual, you know, facts here. Um, you know, you, you you called it on the last time we was on this show. And, and and the Bears gonna have to make some decisions, seriously. And and we thought we were gonna lose this game. We seriously did. And and they had us like on that real, you know, emotional roller coaster as most games do. So I, I really agree with you on that one, Vincent. Okay. Thank you. I mean, I want I'm a Bears fan. I want us to win. Check it out. I'm going to the Bears game on the um tenth. In Las Vegas against the Raiders. Just rub it in. <laughs> and, and I'm going to go make a sports bet on the ninth, so I can see what the odds are. Because I know you guys betting against my Bears. Now, okay. First of all, let me let's 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 get something clear here. I'm older than either one of you. Almost, if you could probably put your two ages together and get me. I've been a Bear fan since before either one of you were born, but I just get frustrated with them. And Victoria, I'll say this again, how Ryan Pace could look at Mitch Trubisky and Patrick Mahomes, Vincent's heard me on this, I'm a broken record, and come to the conclusion that Mitch Trubisky is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes, I still boggles my mind. And I couldn't... I have no idea. I was, I was hoping for Mahomes. I was rooting for him. I was hoping that we could have got him. And I don't know how. That the so bear so so that's why I turned against them, but when they drafted Justin Fields, I said, "Okay, I have to get back on the bandwagon uh, because they finally got a talented quarterback and they overcame what I considered. This is me talking. I think Vincent agrees with me. Their prejudice against black quarterbacks. I think they overcame that prejudice at least temporarily, at least temporarily, and they took Justin Fields." So I said, okay, Bears, I'm back in the fold. But when I saw that game against Cincinnati, Victoria, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Are they incapable 
of producing a winning offensive strategy. Let me, I'll, I'll give you this thought and get your response to this, both of you. Ever notice, like, when the Bears, they get a ball back, they got a three point lead, all they have to do is run, like, get a first down, maybe a, two first downs, and then the clock runs out. And they're incapable. Have you noticed this, like, the last three or four years? Incapable. I mean, it's driving me crazy. You know they're going to end up punting back to the other team because they're incapable. What is it, Victoria, about the Chicago Bears at the close of games? They cannot close a game. Go ahead. The coach. <laughs> the coach the called coach. the plays, okay? And they have to do what their coach told them to do on that field. The, the coach sets the tone. And, uh, again, you know, I watched Fields during preseason, and I'm going to tell you, give him a year under his belt, and he's going to be phenomenal. He's really, Because he plays the game within the compounds. He reads, the, you know, for a rookie, I think he reads what's going on well and know when to run, because I've seen him run the ball at the right time and know when to just kind of throw it away. And throw it away. We yeah. have to strengthen our offensive line. And I think that yeah. Fields is going to do phenomenal. Yeah. I believe in the kid. We He better not get hurt. You're going to hear me say this. <laughs> he better not get hurt. They better protect the kid. Well, right there is a contradiction. Uh, if we strengthen the line and they better protect the kid. And, and we were talking about this the last time when you were on the show. The fear that uh, the experts had, their explanation as to why they, the Bears were going to start Andy Dalton over Justin Fields was that it would be unsafe to put Justin Fields on the uh, on the field, and it was uh, they were going back to that uh, preseason game Vincent against Buffalo, where the very first play when Justin Fields was in the game, the Buffalo lineman, a Cameron Rouge one, raced right past the Bears offensive lineman like he wasn't even there, and and hit him so hard his helmet flew off. And that's when Bear fans are like, don't put him out. It's so funny. The first thing they were like, put him out. And then they were like, no, don't put him out. So, Vincent, do you think, do you have confidence in that Bears offensive line that they can protect Justin Fields? You no. Know, again, it goes to uh, knowing what you have. If, if your offensive line is a deficiency, then call plays where, you know, at least the quarterback can roll out, move around a little bit to be able to offset maybe a few linemen that just can't block. <laughs> and, you know, I think if they – it's all about the scheme. You know, if you keep a keep a tight end back there, keep a, you know, running back back there, they're going to do okay. But if they – again, if they just allow man on man, <clears throat> he's going to get sacked a lot. You know, and we got like, – like Victoria said, we got to protect the quarterback. It's just we have to protect him. And so I'm. So Victoria, what what are you hoping to see this Sunday? A win, duh. <laughs> I'm always well. I'm hoping to see um, growth in every game and every player. You know, um, I'm hoping that. Well, I know Andy Dalton's not playing next game, right? So I hope that Fields can get out here and show and prove. And I think Lamore that they give him the opportunity. I think he's, you know, in a good position. And I'm hoping definitely for the win. I want us to win this game. 
Well, you know, again, uh, hopefully, you know, people like ourselves, radio talk, somebody's kind of getting to Coach Nagy there where he can kind of start rethinking some of his calls and kind of going along with what he has. And I think we'll be okay. But then, again, I'm not going to put a penny on that one. <laughs> I'm just not. <laughs> Because that's Coach Nagy. And, and, you know, sometimes people are set in their ways and they think that they can overthink or think they're better than what they are. And I just think uh, he's a good play caller if he has somebody over him and and say, hold on, that's not a good call. You do something different. And he had that with him. And so he, he had assistant that with Assistant coaches? Are you saying he need assistant coaches or he, need, he needs to be yeah, the assistant coach? there you go, coach. offensive coordinator. He, he, need, he can be the offensive yes, coordinator? He, he was good over there in Kansas City because you would see Andy Reid say, mm-mm, not that call. <laughs> Try something different. You know, so he, he needs that checks and balance. You, you know what? Just let's pause and think for a moment, Victoria, about what Vincent just said. And this is why it's so difficult to be a Chicago Bears fan. So the man that they brought in, the Bears did, specifically, specifically to be the offensive mind of a cutting-edge offense that could compete in the new era of football that was on top of absolutely every new technique in offensive strategy that was coming down the line. The man that they brought in specifically for that role after three years, it's pretty obvious, needs someone over him to tell him what to do. (laughs) The offensive genius needs an offensive genius. Go ahead, Victoria. Oh, I think it's hilarious because, you know, Vincent and, and every way have said that this guy needs to be fired. But now he's like, hey, just demote him. If we're not going to fire him, get somebody above him. Tell him, pull back. No, wrong play. And that's really hilarious. <laughs> it's not happening, Vincent. Sorry. <laughs> Listen, we need we need we need we need a, a, a head coach. And I'm not, and he's, like I said, he's good on the offense, but he do need someone to be able to guide him along the way. And because he's the, because he's the head coach, there's no one above him when he makes those calls, you know, like, uh, let's, let's sit on the ball in the playoffs when you know you need to get at least closer to the goal line for your kicker. Yes. And I couldn't believe that. We first, first and 10 and we don't even get a yard. <laughs> no. What are you doing? You know, and I'm all for running the ball because I feel like at least we will get something. Us okay. taking a sacrifice and, and getting a quarterback sacked is just absolutely unacceptable. And and I'm really let, – let him know I'm talking about him today because we definitely need to think about running the ball more. You know, we, we already know that we need to strengthen our offensive line. We already know that we got to protect our QB. But if you're going to make these plays, you need to make some where we can at least get some yards. Some is better than nothing. And, you know, the good thing about that was they were saying that uh, uh, the, the Cincinnati Bengals running back and Chicago Bears, our running back, was one and two in in, in, in – and leading the uh, league in rushing. I know it was only one game, but they were the best two running backs uh, during that game as far as rushing. So we do have a rushing attack. 
we do have a, a, a running back that can run. So utilize him. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, it's not easy, as easy as said, uh, it's not as easy to do as you said, particularly if you don't have an offensive line that can give him a little room. Uh, and he had room in that first game, which was an absolute disaster to watch. Uh, we didn't do a show after that one, thankfully. But the L.A. Rams game that opened the season was an absolute disaster to watch. But, yeah, the Rams were holding back uh, and allowing him a little room for, for like, five, six-yard runs because clearly they just figured the Bears would just run out of steam after one first down, and that's uh, pretty much what happened. So, Vincent, I have a question, and a little honesty here would be great. And then, uh, Victoria, you get to listen to Vincent uh, dance around this question, and then you can see what your answer is. So here's the question. Uh, when Andy Dalton went down, quarterback Andy Dalton, fondly known as the Redhead, uh, who started the first uh, two games for the Bears this year, uh, even though all three of us wanted Justin Fields to play, uh, when Andy Dalton went down, what was your reaction? Did you have a humanitarian reaction of feeling sorry for a fellow human being uh, who was in pain? Or were you just at the old <laughs> the Bear fan kick in and go, yes, Justin <clears throat> Fields? You know Go ahead. You know what I was thinking? I said, ironically, he was running the ball and got hit going out of bounds. So ironically, he was actually running the ball, running away from defenders trying to get a first down, and that's how he got hit. You know, so I was like, I was kind of humanitarian, but I was kind of, you know, happy about that because let's say if he was just been sitting in the pocket, He'd still be playing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, run, Forrest, run, and run, run, and run. I will never, I'm a mom, so I will never be okay with a player getting hurt. Um, no, my son I, no, played I, football I, in high school and um, he got injured, um, broke his arm actually, and, no. he, and, and he was done. He didn't want to play anymore. Um, and he re-injured that injury on multiple occasions. So um, he started running track instead. Um, so when I saw that he was injured, I just was hoping that it was not something too serious. Right. Um, I'm very happy that we were able to see Justin Fields on the um, field because that's what we really wanted to see. You know, Bears giving a black quarterback a chance, you know. And we definitely didn't want it to be at the risk of, at the, at the, you know, expense of someone being injured. You know, if Justin was like, Hey, you know, I'm taking the day off cause I don't feel good. And they said, Hey, you can't come back for three days until we know that you tested negative for COVID. Then that would have been something totally different, you know? And, and Justin would have had no choice but to get on that field, but at, at the expense of injury, no, I'll, I'll never be okay with it. No, I don't really think it was so much, you know, I'm saying that I, I want him to be hurt. No, I was just saying that I was encouraging. It was encouraging for me to see him run because I know Andy Dalton is not a running quarterback. And even if he hadn't got hit, he probably would have pulled a muscle or something anyway, you know. So, I, you know, I like to see, my bottom line was I want to see Justin Field on, on the on the, on the field, right? And, uh I don't think uh, Onagi would have been bold enough to pull that plug. So, you know, again, we would have been left with Mr. Redhead being the starting quarterback 
for game three. And not only that, not only that, you got to think about it. If it was Mr. Redhead, I got to call him Mr. Redhead. But, uh, you know, but look, I was going to say that if it wasn't for Burroughs, think about this. His last five passes were interception, 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 touchdown, touchdown. So if we don't get a first down, I think old Burroughs there would have brought brought them back. So, you know, we got to also look at the fact that the Bears, did they really win or did Cincinnati give them that game? Because he threw three straight interceptions, one for a touchdown. We won that game, Vincent. We're not yeah. talking about somebody giving us anything. We won that game, okay? okay. We're we not going <laughs> to start that today. We won that game. You're not going to take the W away. I'm not taking the W away. Vincent, there's no difference in those standings when you have wins and losses between a W that is a game given to you through the incompetence of the other team and a W that like you earn by annihilating the other team. It's a W. <laughs> and when that game was over, I texted a W is a W. I was like, I'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> it's, you know, I don't know what it means in terms of long-term growth or anything, but I will take it. But I'm with you, Vincent. I'm like, oh my goodness. They're about to blow this game. I felt it in my bones, Vincent. Uh, and then he got the first down. So, he got the first down. All right. Now, let's go to Justin Fields. And Justin Fields in every game does just enough of something to make me think, Victoria, that this is a serious talent. I remember in the uh, preseason game, he, on that rollout where he's running, uh, no other bear could have avoided the draft, throwing uh, off-balance pass for a touchdown uh, in game one against the Rams, the run for the touchdown, if you recall, where he was so quick, he beat, I don't think any bear quarterback could have gotten around the line that fast. And then uh, his play in a utterly – he played terrible for most part, but that first down. Do you feel the same way that every game there's just enough to leave you thinking this guy could be the real deal, Victoria? Just enough? I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't say he does just – well, he does just enough for your comfort, right, Ben? Is that what you're saying? You know, I, I just look at this kid and I just see so much in his future. You know, I really think that he can be a really good fit for us. And, and I have a lot of hopes in our in, in the Bears with him seeing him on the field. So, it, you know, I, I've got I got a lot of high hopes for him. And so I'm just like, hey, let's see how this play out. You know, you know, win or lose. I'm going to always be a Bears fan. Right. Mm -hmm. He said, mm -hmm. I heard that. Mm, you are. Mm -hmm. Vincent? I, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm on your side, Victoria. I think that now we really can see what the talent holds here and how the play calling, because I'm going to be, I'm going to take, be honest with you, I'm going to be glued to the tube this week, this weekend. I'm going to watch every play that is called to see if Mr. Nagy have learned anything. <laughs> <laughs> because you have a rookie quarterback yeah. in the line and you need to give him I'm not saying you know you know spoon feed him but I'm saying give him plays to his ability and and I want to see if he's going to do that or is he going to just be uh coach Nagy and 
you know, blow some calls, blow some Yes, places. he will. And by the way, I will be uh, in Los Angeles this weekend. I was telling uh, Victoria Vincent, uh, visiting my daughter, who's about to uh, make me a grandfather, and her, uh, my son-in-law. Thank you. I'm really excited about that. We'll be doing the show remotely, so we'll still be doing the show. I got a laptop. I'm really ready to go. Uh, but uh, my son-in-law, who I love dearly, believe it or not, my daughter married a Packers fan. So I will be watching the game. On oh! <laughs> what? <laughs> he's, a, he's a cheesehead. He can't help it, Victoria. He was born and raised in Milwaukee. Uh, and Oh, Lord. And, you know, it's been really hard for me because the Packers just ever since I met him, Brian, I love you, but it's been eight years he's been in my life. The I don't think the Bears, I think the Bears have won one game, Victoria, in that eight years. So I'm really, you know, I'll be watching the game with him and I know he'll be trash talking to Bears. All right. I'm going to read to you what some of the experts say. And I want to get your reaction. This is from today's Sun-Times. They have their sports writers making their predictions. And there's one, two, three, four, five experts. Uh, they all make predictions. Four out of the five have predicted the Browns will win. Only one of the experts predicts the Bears will win. Uh, and I will read you a sample quote. And then I will ask you, Victoria, as a Bears fan, to respond to what this expert says. So uh, this expert is, let's see... Um, We'll start with Rick Tellender, uh, and he has the Browns winning 24-20, to 20, and he says Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield has a bum, non-throwing shoulder from trying to make a tackle. Justin Fields survived scrambling to recover a fumble. Both guys are exciting and tough, but only one is basically unknown and undamaged. That would be Fields. The known wounded quarterback has this one. He has such little faith in your beloved Bears, Victoria, that he's predicting the Bears will lose to a quarterback with a bum throwing arm, uh, excuse me, non-throwing shoulder. Your response to Rick Tellender. Rick and Nagy can both decide if they want to say, you know, they want um, Andy Dalton to play or if they want Justin Fields on that court, okay? Because the Bears has been known for thinking that the starting quarterback was going to get up and show out, and they never did. The backups oh. always is, showed out. Is it Detroit or is it the Browns? She made a mistake. She met Cleveland. Oh, it's Cleveland. Yeah, it's Cleveland Browns. Yeah, no, yeah, no, they played Cleveland, but the next game they're playing the Lions. And so my thing is to those people who are questioning their ability, the ability of this fresh running back, you know, I mean the fresh quarterback, I apologize, just watch this next game before you count him out, okay? Because I know okay. that's the question in the back of everybody's mind is if Nagy is going to put his faith behind Dalton after, you know, Fields go out there and light up, you know, on the field against Cleveland and also Detroit. All right. Uh, so your response to Rick Tellender, Vincent E., do you, are you with him or do you think he's off base? I think that – uh Cleveland is a very talented team. And if the Bears beat Cleveland, I'll be the first one to say, we got a shot at the division. That's, but, that's, but that is a big if. And uh, again, I'll be watching every play call. And uh, I don't know. Let's, let's see what defense shows up. Would it be the, the defense <laughs> the first game? What would be the defense the second game? That's important.
That defense is going to have to keep Cleveland under 21 points for us to win. I really believe that. All right. So here's here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to make our predictions. I'm writing them down, and we're going to hold you to them for the next time you come to the show. So we'll start with, let's see if uh, Victoria and Vincent can have a better record than the experts from the Sun-Times, like Rick Talender, Rick Morrissey, Patrick Finley, Jake Leiser, and Mark Potash. Okay, gentlemen, Vincent and Victoria are stepping into the game. We'll start with you, Vincent. Who will be victorious on Sunday, the Bears or Cleveland? Are they playing in Cleveland? Of course. Yes, they're playing in Cleveland. Uh, I'm going to say that the Cleveland Browns will win <clears throat> 31 to 24. That's my prediction. Okay. Well, at least that'll be an exciting game. Some points scored. Victoria, I think that they're going to lose. Okay. <laughs> and when they do lose, Vincent, I'll be making that drive to Chicago. And, and and lunch is on you, sir. Lunch is listen. You heard it first here, Ben. Lunch is on me if the Bears pull it off. All right. So, Victoria, what's your prediction? You know, I'm going to say that the Bears is going to win this game, even if they win this game, 21 to 20. They're going to win this game. I am going to show you something right here that I am a big believer my beloved bears i'm laughing as i say it i'm going with the bears i don't know why i'm saying this other than i just want to make it happen <laughs> so i'm going with the bears and this is like all these sports writers they they're trying to like show you how smart they are and they're not fans but i'm a fan so i'm going to try to project i'm going to project some goodness in the world vincent i'm i'm putting these good vibrations out there with this prediction I will be sitting there watching a game with my Packers-loving son-in-law and watching Justin Fields rush for 100 yards and just bring Bear fans to their feet and throw some dazzling passes on the rollout. And, and I'll say, that's our version of Patrick Mahomes. And the Bears will be victorious, Vincent, and I will be joining you for lunch. Mm, I can't wait. So uh, <laughs> I'm predicting. I'm going to write all over social media that the Bears won and Vincent owes me lunch. <laughs> it's going to be tagged. It's going to be hashtagged all over Instagram. Uh, there you go. Uh, before we leave, I just have to switch sports for one moment. Uh, Vincent, I don't know if you know this, but Victoria is a huge Bulls fan as well as being a Bears fan, and that's my main love, the Chicago Bulls. And so a little shout-out to Tony Kukoc, who's one of Victoria's favorite players from the 90s. Uh, Tony Kukoc was inducted into the NBA, uh, excuse me, in the Basketball Hall of Fame. I think it's well-deserved. I know there's a lot of haters out there about Tony Kukoc. I know a lot of haters out there, and I'll just say this. All you haters out there, if it wasn't for Tony Kukoc, Scottie Pippen's career in Chicago would have been over. Because in 1994, in the playoff game against the Knicks, when Scottie sat it out with 1.8 and the Bulls were losing, Tony Kukoc came in, Vincent E. Norman, and hit the shot that won the game. And if they hadn't won that game, if the, the Bulls would have, they would have cut Scotty or uh, traded Scotty Pippen. So for that reason alone, in my humble opinion, Tony Kukoc belongs in the Hall of Fame. Do you agree with me, Victoria? Absolutely. And you know what, Ben? I'm so happy that you remember that he was my favorite player. I wore Tony Kukoc number. Every single sport that I played, I was number seven. Okay. 
So I am very proud of him. And I think it was a long time coming and he absolutely deserve it. And I'm so great. I'm so grateful that you even recall the play to his T in case those haters didn't remember exactly how that went on that day. Oh, yes. No, oh, there's so many, so many Tony Kukoc haters out there in Chicago. And I just, I, they kind of annoy the hell of me. Vincent, I'll let you uh, weigh in on this. Do you think Tony Kukoc deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? You know, uh, I watched the documentary and, and they talked about how they, you know, inspired to uh, bully him during the Olympics. And uh, he remained, I mean, you know, in, in the end, he remained tough. You know, he did some things at the end and uh, he came in the league kind of like uh, with a lot of expectations. And I think he didn't disappoint, you know. So, you know, when you when you a foreign player, you got to think about it. He was one of the few first of the foreign players to come in as well. And so uh, that being said, he didn't disappoint. Of course, he should be in the Hall of Fame. And I agree with he, he, he did save Scotty uh, Pittman's uh, trade, you know, because he probably would have been out of there. But, uh, and then, you know, take him off the team and they don't win. The, uh, even with Dennis Rodman, I don't think they win those three championships either. You know, the last three. So uh, he, you know, he was a contributor. You know, he's a great player, and he deserved it. So hey, yeah, I'm with you. So haters, stop hating. Stop <laughs> yeah, stop hating. <laughs> All right, Victoria Vincent. Uh, let's put out those po positive vibrations for the Chicago Bears. I uh, appreciate you guys coming on the show. We're doing this as I think it's a regular thing because. Uh, I, I got a feeling the listeners really enjoy it. So, Victoria and Vincent, thank you very, very much for being on the show. I'm Ben Jarofsky. Take care, everybody. Mm -hmm.